locks of the week here on the WRSU crew. Dennis Geisler, Jack Basaya, Dylan McCoy. Chris Sakonis just left the room to get a headset, so he'll be back in a minute. Locks of the week. I'm going to pick someone to start. It will be McCoy. Go ahead. What do you got for us? Better be something. Has the lock ready. I, I do have something ready. Um, so... Uh, you know, college basketball, great sport. I think we can all agree. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, I'm 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 obviously a big Rutgers basketball fan. Uh, you know, I, if if you know the studio, you're listening. You know, there's another team I support that I hold near and dear to my heart, and uh, that's Notre Dame. And they have been playing very well this season. Uh, they're one of the best teams in the ACC. I think they're their second or third right now in the ACC. They are playing Duke tonight. Duke, obviously, great team. I think you've heard of them. That that old guy who coaches there. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski, but Notre Dame, they're being, uh, they're the underdogs tonight. They're plus five. They're playing in uh, Posse Pavilion, which is the Notre Dame home stadium. I know from insider sources there that it will be packed. Uh, They make it loud. Mike Bray, great coach. Uh, Yeah, I like Notre Dame plus five tonight. I honestly think they're going to win the ball game. So Notre Dame upset watch tonight over Duke. You can mark it down. That's great, Dylan. I'm glad you got to share your uh, Notre Dame fandom with all of us once Me more. Me too. Ho- <laughs> hopefully, Notre Dame will. Hopefully, Notre Dame will actually be successful in January this time. Unlike other sports that I watch, <laughs> Notre Dame play. But whatever. Uh, uh I'll go next. Uh, I, I Jack looks ready, but I'll go next. Um, I'm not I, perusing the NBA scores right now. Trying okay, to that's see what, cool. Trying to see what looks good. I was I was considering doing one on uh, Vancouver Chicago the hockey game tonight simply because Jake Schmid and Gideon Fox are there, but I know nothing about hockey, so I'm not even gonna try. Uh, instead, I'm going League of Legends futures because that's that's my thing. I love League of Legends. We're going uh, North America, the LCS. Looking at futures to win spring, I am going to say 100 thieves plus 600 is really good value. Uh, I see Team Liquid and Cloud9 at the top, like plus 125, plus 175. That's bait. Don't go for either of them. Uh, Evil Geniuses at plus 550 is actually pretty good. And if you can get like similar value on them winning summer, I actually really like that. They've got a very young, well, they have a very young one player who's like ridiculously good. Um, so once they have a little bit more time to come together, I think they're going to be really good when summer comes around. But for spring, 100 Thieves, reigning champions, as much as they weren't incredibly impressive in the preseason tournament, that's a preseason tournament. It doesn't matter. Plus 600, 100 Thieves to win spring. It's very easy. I hope you guys so, uh, appreciated that. Dylan, or Dennis, <laughs> excuse me. Dennis, how does... How does the like how does the like season work? Is it like a round robin format and then like a knockout tournament or uh, very very curious. So the way it works is that um in a season, which is a year, there are two splits, spring and summer. Um each split has a double round robin regular season for 10 teams and then the playoffs are like a modified double elimination where the top couple of teams uh, get seeded into the top part of the bracket and have a chance to lose one game and still win. Uh, and the bottom couple of teams are seeded into the bottom side. Uh, they, they've been changing around the format a little bit the last couple of years, so I don't remember exactly how it stacks up, but uh, the winner of the spring split goes to the midseason Invitational, which is the big international event in the middle of the season, and then the top three teams at the end of summer split go to the World Championships um okay i'm i'm a fan i'm a fan of the format honestly i yeah i it is interesting i i like that because a lot of people there's been debate debate for years now about whether spring split matters there have been players who have just completely sat out spring um uzi who's a fantastic uh player in china basically has just said yeah I, i will play about as much as i want to play um which is fair because he's one of the best players of all time um, but he's basically said, yeah, if I don't want to play some in spring, I just won't play any. Um, and so uh, it, it kind of doesn't matter because winning MSI is like kind of nice and there's some money in it. But at the end of the day, your goal is Worlds. Um, and a lot of the time having to go to MSI, which is like an international event, you have to go somewhere for it. Last time it was Reykjavik. 
Um, the other, the previous time it was in person, it was like Brazil, I think, in 2019. Um, and the last time it was in person with fans, they've just been holding it in Reykjavik when they don't have fans because they really like it. Um, they like Reykjavik that much? It's, I think the reason is that Iceland is a very good place to just put a bunch of people and know that you're pretty quarantined off. <laughs> like, there's I not see. anywhere I for see. anyone to go, and there isn't anywhere that anyone can come in from. So you can basically just hold a bunch of people in a couple hotels in Reykjavik, and you know that there's not going to be much of an issue in terms of, like, pandemic things, which is... I was going to say, I was trying to imagine if they had put the NBA bubble in Reykjavik, would it have been... Uh... That would have been awesome. <laughs> I mean, it would have... It would have it would been, been ridiculous, but it oh, would have been awesome. Oh, of course They would have had to play the NBA finals at like 1 a.m. local time because of the time difference. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm glad that we had it at Disney World. I like the... I, I like imagining Jimmy Butler staying at uh, Disney's Yacht Club Resort, but... Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um... But I, I do think, and especially because also you have to remember that it's people coming from all over the world to it. And Reykjavik is, I mean, obviously any location is as central as anywhere else, but uh, generally it's a decent midpoint between people coming from America and South America, North America and South America, and people coming from East Asia, which most of them are coming from East Asia. It also means that you can get a time difference that works really well for China because that's the market that they're trying to get with their times. <laughs> I feel like that's what every sports league is trying to do now is to uh, get like the Asia market, China. Yeah, because it's growing so much. But I mean, it's to a completely different extent. It's like the NFL is never going to put times that would not be palatable to people in North America. League of Legends is like at least 10 times as big in China as it is for the entire rest of the world. Um, there were like, because this previous world championship, the winner was EDG, uh, a Chinese team winning in a pretty big upset over Damwon Kia. Uh, yes, sponsored by the car company. Uh, a very big uh, South Korean super team at that point in time. And there were all these videos. Like, you remember the videos from when Italy won the Euro? It was basically that when EDG won the World Championship. There were, like, crazy parties happening outside of, like, Chinese dorm rooms and stuff. Um, all those kinds of videos that you see, like, the crazy videos you see when a team wins something, it was that, but, like, significantly more, and for League of Legends. Okay. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't imagine the equivalent of that. Like, I don't think that um, ESPN is going to put a bowl game in Beijing. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to picture like a uh, like a Monday at like 11 a.m. Uh, it's just a Mac and a, a Mountain mm -hmm. West team just playing in like <laughs> Greg Schiano and the Rucker Scarlet Knights travel to Beijing. <laughs> First off, I don't I think Pav would like quit his job. I was going to say I would, if he I would had like to book a trip. flight to Beijing. No, like it, I mean. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I, I hope you, I hope you like uh, staying in whatever the Chinese equivalent of a Motel Six is, because that's pretty much all our, will be left in the travel budget after you get the airfare done. <laughs> also, like you know that would, that game would be on at like a ridiculous time. Like I, I mean, we'd have to like bribe someone to d produce a seven a.m. Rutgers <laughs> countdown. I hope, I hope you guys all understand that. That'd be even worse than the, uh, that'd be even worse than the, uh, the Virgin Islands trip over Thanksgiving. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, money wise. Right? I just mean like everything. I mean like everything wise. That would just be so much worse. Well, yeah. I mean, you're halfway across I, the country. Should I cue up the uh, the fake crowd noise? We're gonna do a mock of what this Beijing game <laughs> would look like. Well, the fake crowd is probably louder than whatever crowd decides to attend a Rutgers bowl game in Beijing. <laughs> I mean, you can put it up if you want. I always like doing fake play by play All with right. the crowd noise. Make sure it's at like minus twenty. We don't want to blow anyone's eardrums out. <laughs> minus twenty on the hotkey, and then yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Which one is it uh, on the hotkeys? Uh, I think it's... Is it on a different one? It might the... be on the... It, it should be on the... Um, it's either on the crew one or on the sports intros outro I think it's the intro-outro one. Outro this is one, horrible yeah. radio, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about stuff that no one knows what I'm talking about. Oh, by the way, they're showing highlights of the Rutgers-Iowa game on BTN, if, if anyone's interested. Um, it was a simpler time. It was a better time. 
like it was also three like weeks nine ago. Days ago. Not even. Not even. It was like oh, nine geez. days ago. Man, that was it, like I still really my statement still stands. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, here it is. All right. All right. All right, welcome to the first edition of the Beijing Bowl. I'm Chris Akonis, joined by Dennis Geisler, live from the broadcast booth. And boy, we we should have a good one here. Hopefully Rutgers can get the win. We just blew our entire travel budget on the airfare here. Who knew flying across the Pacific Ocean could be so expensive? Dennis, uh, Rutgers will be taking on the Tulane Green Wave in this game. I, I was going to go with the Central Michigan. Chihuahua. Does it really matter? <laughs> The Tulane Green Wave here as... In his sixth year, Noah Vedral is <laughs> starting a quarterback. In, in his twelfth year of eligibility. Greg refuses to start Gavin Wimsatt. <laughs> Gavin Wimsatt in his eighth year of eligibility. Now, I want to talk, talk about this Rutgers offense. A Scarlet Knights are converting on just 35% of their third downs. Um, yeah, they've really been going to that bubble screen play call in those third and long situations. Dennis, what do they have to do to execute? Yeah, I mean, uh, you always want to see him throw a little bit further downfield, let Noah Vedrill, uh 30-year-old Noah Vedrill, air it out a little bit more. But um, hopefully we get we get some value out of these weapons that we let, have on our offense. Let and, Noah uh, cook. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Just let Noah cook. He's been with this program a long time. He understands the system. But I think that you want to let him uh, air it out a little bit more, especially in this uh, wonderful Beijing air. Yeah, well, the smog is an issue. <laughs> the, sm the smog is an issue here. Uh, we can't really see the yard markers, um, so we're just going to have to wing it. Uh, thank you to all for tuning in. Uh, I know it's been a bit hard with kickoff at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and uh, you know, ESPN2 bumping us for cornhole replays, so... Yeah, just good to be here. Uh, but you can tell the crowd here in Beijing is really excited to be here. Um, there's about 30 of them in the crowd today. Uh, <laughs> you ever hear those stories about the Bahamas Bowl where uh, they they just kind of have random national troopers wandering around uh, no. the stadium? No, I haven't yeah, heard those. Uh, I definitely recommend looking up stories of it. It's apparently absolutely buck wild. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I man. genuinely believe Neil from Times Square would be at the Beijing Bowl. I, oh, no I genuinely doubt. believe no doubt. that. I, Ross I would from be Boston at the Beijing would be there Bowl. for sure, too. <laughs> there, there is no doubt that if Rutgers ever played in Beijing, would, I would be there. Just what reporters would be out there, though? Ask the question. Well, I mean, the NJ.com guys would be out there for sure. They, they'd send, they'd send her. Cratch would be there a thousand percent. It's not a <laughs> well, question. I actually want, I actually want to talk about these guys because I just saw. I think ESPN. Would I send just Herb saw Street. a tweet that Cratch put out, and. From what I've been reading on Twitter, while you guys have been talking, it looks like Sarge is leaving NJ.com. I don't think he, I don't know if he's what? leaving NJ.com. He's leaving the Rutgers beat. I can't Maybe. really figure well, out. I think I think Sarge is Sarge is moving on to something, and Brian Fonseca is moving up. From what I haven't been able to listen to the podcast because I think the information's in there, but like everyone's yeah. like tweeting, like not saying what's going on, just saying congrats Keith, congrats Brian. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now because you I know, want to hear this. I can't. Podcast. I, I would. Yeah, normally, I mean, I, I usually listen to Rutgers rant. I cannot listen to a podcast while I am on a radio show. You could try. I, I probably wouldn't go very well for <laughs> anybody. Wouldn't go very well. Not for me. Not for the people <laughs> listening. Apparently, Penn State's playing a basketball game tonight. Yeah, there was a guy dressed as Spider Man in the crowd. Oh, there was a Michigan wrestling fan that was dressed as a stormtrooper, but like in like the maze in blue. Maybe maybe Iowa can negotiate the, maybe Iowa can negotiate the rancid uh, Penn State crowd that they got up there. I will also say this like scoreboard that BTN has that I think this is the Fox one now. It's really ugly. I don't like it. Uh, uh, someone said the first week that it like debuted, debuted. Uh, I don't know. Debuted. Yeah, I think I had it right the first time. Yeah, Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> It, someone said it always looks like they're about to go to break, but then they never do. That's exactly how I feel. Like, it's just too big for it to be on the screen all the time. And I know that it usually doesn't matter, and they usually have it pulled far enough, like the camera pulled far enough back to where you're able to see the full screen regardless. It just feels too big. Those The, the font, especially, like, you see how big the word Iowa is. And well, we can, well the listeners can't up, see it. It's a radio show. I'm talking to you, <laughs> 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 you personally. Oh, okay. Um like with so much empty space still on that screen, I I just don't understand the point of it, especially as I think that there's been a move to make the 
like make it more compact and make it more out of the way like for all sports for the the what's it called the score thing well dennis i'm with you because like every time i watch a game like of any sport i always like am interested in what the scoreboard is and if they're going to change and stuff like Mm -hmm. one of my hobbies is like you know, seeing the different scoreboards of the NFL for the different networks. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested, like, for example, I'm interested to see if M- NBC changes their scoreboard for the Super Bowl because that's, they what, that's like what they like to that. do. That's yeah. what these networks like to do. They debut their new scoreboard for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then ESPN they keep always it. does that for the college football playoff. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what happens there. This is WRSUFM, New Brunswick. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry. Live from Beijing. We are 60 seconds away from. <laughs> From missing the cutoff, so I had to make sure we got that in. This is WRCFM New Brunswick. So. Live from Beijing, China. No, no. For the, uh, We've, uh, oh my God, I, I just. That's, that, that bit is over. <laughs> Rutgers, Rutgers. <laughs> what would be like another like equivalent of that? Like, uh, like, like if they were trying to go to like different countries? Because uh, I know that's starting to be a thing. I mean, the NFL, London. Apparently, the NFL was going to play a game in China, like unironically in 2008, Rutgers, and then Rutgers they never did. Football Africa Tour. Rutgers, no, you know what would actually be really cool? I think I said this on Twitter once back in, like, November. If, like, for one of the, like, holiday tournaments, like, they did something in Europe. That yeah. would be cool. That's the I thing. Mean, I don't Pab see why would, not. Pav would probably still quit his job, but <laughs> <laughs> it would be cool. Like, here, KJ, you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Schmid to book all the trips. Oh, I don't know. Schmid has expensive taste. <laughs> Do, do you have context on this, or do you just... Uh, he has expensive tastes. You you can't okay. just put him in any hotel. By the way, should we call them to see like if, what they're doing with the Blackhawks game? They said they were going to call in. Did what time they? does that game start? I thought it started in, like, 30 minutes, right? Because it's in the central time zone, so I'm not sure if Wait, it's... Wait, what do you... Hold up. What are they doing? Like, what, are they're they going to the Blackhawks game. They're going to the NHL game. game, yeah. Yeah, it's seven thirty. Oh, because they're out there for Northwestern. Yeah, so yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, Take I thought about that as well. I was like, why did he just say he was going to a Blackhawks game? Like, if they're going to a I Devils like game, Devils why didn't they? Something. Yeah, that's what I like initially thought. It's like if they're going to a Devils game, why are they like calling it a Blackhawks game? But I, then I realized, like, oh, it must be them on the call tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they're there. Yeah, yeah, Chris. I don't know if their Chicago trip is going to be like our Chicago trip, but uh, like do we really want to really discuss time. this on air, Dylan? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'll just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that. that okay, I'll just leave everyone the, hanging. Okay. I'll leave the rest of it to the uh, listeners' imagination. But all, all I'll say is we found our hotel. It's true. We so. found our hotel after finding <laughs> the wrong one. <laughs> we both independently got an Uber to the wrong hotel. How did we know there would be two Hiltons at O'Hare, except one isn't quite at O'Hare? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. We had, a, we had a fun time, though. It was a great time. Kind of a little close getting to the stadium the next day, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. We got has, on the air. Has anyone been Has anyone been to Purdue University? Can anyone give me a preview? I have not. I don't think anyone here nope. has. When was the last trip we made to Purdue? Oh, it was Ellis uh, went there solo for a variety of reasons. Mainly COVID, but he's the only one. Because I'm trying to think, 2019, 2020. Yeah, because everyone who called that game at the end of the season has graduated since then. So he, so Ellis is actually the only member of the department. Got to talk to Ellis. Who has been to Purdue, which is kind of crazy. Oh yeah, because the game. So last would I year fly into Indy and then that room. <laughs> find a way to get over to Purdue? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. What'd you, say? What'd you say? Am I going to fly into Indy and then find a way to get to Purdue? You're probably yeah, going to have basically. to order an Uber. That's that's basically like what we did for uh, Indiana, worry, but... um, where you you come into that's Indianapolis and then you yeah probably I, I mean I, I mean, don't know you, for you... sure you have to talk about that with our travel coordinator <laughs> well, yeah I mean Pab, you, you don't Pab you don't fly into for uh, specific information yeah because you needed to get like approved for the trip yeah I just got a, we we just got the details for Michigan approved okay well here we go how far is uh because yeah, I sent him the how far is Purdue uh, for trips Indiana? for February it's I got that fa- I gotta figure out what we're doing with the Big Ten tournaments by the way at least that's just Indianapolis you know did I tell you guys about my problem with the Big Ten tournament that I'm trying to work out right now what? no so as you know the Big Ten men's basketball tournament is in the second week of March right before spring break mm-hmm um, you know, me being a senior and, you know, being sports director and all that, you know, I have that, I've had that, you know, on my radar for a while. So, I mean, I called the mm-hmm. games last year, but it was in that room over there. And by over there, I mean to my left across the, uh, glass, uh, in the, in the, uh, music room. 
and the year before that, uh, suffice it to say, one, you were not there, but also suffice it yeah, to say. Yeah, we don't need to go back into that. That <laughs> was, uh, yeah, I was also just a lowly sophomore at the time, so yeah. my status was not. I remember that. What, me being a lowly sophomore? Yeah, because uh, I, I was here. <laughs> I was the only one here when you were a lowly sophomore. But, but I like that that's what you remember about me. It's like, oh, I remember when Chris wasn't nothing. I, I, I remember like, when the joke was that Chris was old when he was one of the younger members of the department. I, I, I've never quite forgiven anyone for that. So Continue. continue. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so I say to myself, like, basically from since the start of the year, all right, we're going to go to the uh, Big Ten uh, men's basketball tournament. That's going to be... You know, if depending on what happens with NCA, is possibly my last, you know, broadcast for Rutgers men's basketball and WRSU. Um, I get my syllabi, which is a plural of syllabus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get my syllabi from my professors, and I find that I have two exams, one on the Wednesday, one on the Thursday of the Big Ten tournament. Mm. So I'm in the process of trying to convince them to let me take it at another time. I know, I know that. Their exams, I understand that, but like, I don't know. I feel like that there's like a cutoff with like certain stuff where like, um, how should I say this? Like, you know, school could school could take a backseat. Like your last your last WRSU broadcast, Chris. You've been here since freshman year. Yeah, like this is a big literally deal since for you. I got here. Is like, like this the is the a first big thing deal. I did. Like, yeah, we're not talking about like, hey, like I got like some other like you know weird thing going on. This is like a big thing. Like. I know, I know, I don't have any exams or like homework or like big things due around February twentieth. I checked, but <laughs> in the event I did, like you know, I would I would have a conversation with my professors. Like this is not something I'll be like, hey, Chris. I and can't I'm in the process anymore. of trying to work like, that I would, out. I would, I, I, I would go to my professors like, hey, like this is my first ever trip I'm going on. Like you know, is there we got? There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. That's also like, the sort of thing where it's like I understand that it's an exam, but you could just take it early. I feel like taking it early is. It's not the most fun option individually. I mean, it's the one that doesn't thing to do. that doesn't carry with it a moral hazard uh, that mm-hmm. incentivizes you to you know find reasons like, to not take. I know it's time. important to stay to do well in school, like stay in school. Well, kids. no, I'm not. Stay, I'm not stay in, in school, kids. But I'm like, not anti-school by any means. Otherwise, I this, would have dropped out. But like this, I feel mm. like I feel like there's different lines that you like. You kind of just like got to gauge and like you can cross. Like I feel like this is one of them. Like going to Indy for the Big Ten tournament. Like yeah, you know I don't know what classes these are, Chris, but I feel like the economics. Tan- economics. Well, the ta- tangible experience of going to the games and you know keeping up with like the experience of calling games. I feel like that's more important. But yeah, I uh, I digress. Not not the decision maker in this. So but I, my I point wish is, you, I'm I wish trying you, to I figure, wish you luck in this. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, and you know if not, I'll have to find another Big Ten tournament to cover. Uh, looking mm. at you, Rutgers wrestling. Um, I would have to go back to Lincoln for that. Yeah, <laughs> that is in Lincoln, isn't it? When yeah. are they like gonna have a in Big Ten tournament that's not in Indianapolis? Like, I feel for like basketball? it's always in Indianapolis. Some reason I, I don't know this is probably they, they just a Mandela effect type thing where I remembered something that ended up being completely false, but I could have sworn that it was supposed to be in Chicago this year. I think you're I gotta right, look that I up. That I think I think it's yeah. next year, but they did have one in New York last I remember. One time. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the famous Geo and uh, Corey Sanders tournament but it doesn't even have to be in new york like there are a lot of nice arenas chicago are a reasonable yeah no what i'm saying is i don't like that it's the same two cities even detroit i think you could add in there like detroit has like i've been to the pistons arena it's really nice Mm -hmm. it's actually where they're doing the ncaa tournament for wrestling this year yes little caesars pizza pizza yeah um is there pizza even good well, you have to remember we're going by Detroit standards, so you're grading on a pretty significant Ooh. curve. True. I mean, Detroit pizza is Little Caesars. Let's make that clear. Okay, well, Chris, yeah, that's Chris, my point. I, Chris, have I told you the okay. story? Okay, no, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll go into Detroit so, pizza in a minute. Next year, next year it's at the United Center, in Chicago. It is. Are there any future years after that? No, nah, it just says 2023. Ah, but like that's a thing. Like not even for like you know, like for instance, the Big Ten baseball tournament. There mm-hmm. wasn't one last year, but usually there's a Big Ten baseball tournament with the top eight teams. Every year it's in Omaha, Nebraska. That's weird. I didn't know. I don't that. like that. I don't like that. Because it's I, like, it, it's, I understand that the national tournament is in Omaha, but I feel like that is a reason not to have the Big Ten tournament in Omaha. I feel like that's a reason to have it somewhere else. Like, honestly, there are a lot of locations they, that would be pretty reasonable to the entire Big Ten. And also, like, I don't know, like Wrigley. Uh, exactly. Do it at a major league ballpark. Do it at a major league ballpark. Or yeah, like 
there are a lot of areas or even like the the field of dreams uh yeah like that's in big 10 country like big 10 country takes up so much space that i feel like you could pick somewhere cool and have it be not the same thing every year for whatever sport i'm looking at the uh Looking at the venues because they have the venues listed back to 1998, and it's always been in Indy, Indy or Chicago, like going back mm-hmm. to 98. And then randomly in 2017 and 2018, they decided to get cute. In 2017, they they had it in DC, and then 2018 they had it in New York City. Oh yeah, and then Chicago, like, Indy, Indy, Chicago. Like, but I'm saying mm-hmm. like it doesn't even have to be like necessarily back in New York or back in DC. Like it could have been like. I think it would be funny if it was in Like, imagine it at, at like Jersey that. Mike's Arena in Piscataway, New Jersey. <laughs> at Fiserv Forum, where the Bucks play. You know, the Timberwolves Arena. Imagine a Big Ten tournament at the rack. <laughs> like the wrestling tournament? I literally That was the last normal yeah. event I called before COVID shut everything down. That was the uh, last... Well, I can't call it a normal event. I can't call it the last normal event I produced because I can't call it a normal event. Oh, because it's a nightmare to board op for? Yeah, because, <laughs> because it was a nightmare. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and <laughs> Oh, man. I, I'm not looking for I'm on that production again this year. I, well, I'm not- <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. When we get closer to it, I'm going to try to see if we could break it up into shifts once we know more about the timing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make anyone be here all day if they unless they have to. Because I know there's also a basketball game in the middle of it. Yeah, as that well. complicates things as well. So, but, yeah. Man, that's always fun <laughs> yeah i know because i remember because i did basically everything you're not supposed to because at the time we didn't know like i didn't at least know how serious covid was going to end up being mm-hmm. no i basically in the in the weekend before uh everything shut down i kind of did everything you're not supposed to do in a pandemic which is i used mass transit several times went to a conference with people from all over the country in new york city that um, was i think uh, i can't call indoors. it the funniest part but just remembering that uh as basically like half of WRSU or all, all the all the upper people at WRSU went through Port Authority on the same weekend that Port Authority had like one of the first confirmed cases in the US. We didn't go to the Port Authority. Was it not Port Authority? No, it was Penn Station. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So we we dodged it that way. But we went to a conference, we went to restaurants, um and then the next day I go to a uh a tournament with fans from all over the Midwest um, in a, a tightly enclosed 8,000 seat arena. Mm-hmm. So, so like, it was just like everything that you're not supposed to do during a did pandemic. You, I did like then, cause I had no idea how bad it was and how it was going to get. So did I, you get sick from that or no? no, no, actually somehow I managed to avoid getting sick that entire time. Really? Yeah. I've never, I've never gotten COVID. <laughs> I, I'm never. not, I, I'm not saying it's anything I did. I think it's just dumb. Yeah, of course. But you know what? Whether I what I what I say about it doesn't really, you know, matter in the sense like there's no I don't believe in jinxes is my point. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. never I'll never forget that week. Like that was what week sent the the week before oh, spring break. Yes, the week, everything yes. went crazy. It was like there's one day too. It was the Tuesday of that week mm-hmm. where I thought I was staying. I woke up thinking I was staying until Friday, like the end of spring <laughs> the end of spring break. And by the end of the day, I was home done for the semester. Like, yeah. How quickly did you like get out? Like when you when you found out? Well, okay. So Tuesday, I remember going to a class. I I had a lot of early classes that semester, so I went to a class like eight something in the morning, and then that was over. And then basically Seton Hall, I think in the middle of the day, like decided that they were calling it quits early, and then everyone was just waiting around, waiting for what Rutgers was going to do. And, uh, you know, things just progressed throughout the day. And then at and then um, I think after my last class of the day, which is around like seven, I want to say, by the time that was over, they called it quits for the semester. They said by the end of Wednesday classes, you know, you're going to uh, we're going to shut down. University, I don't think they basically. said it was going to be the whole semester right away. I think, no, 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 no. They I, just said we're going to shut down the university for the immediately first two weeks. Extra. Right? Yeah. Extra week after yeah. spring break, because I was already supposed to be spring break because I was oh, also a lot of. A lot of people were saying two weeks at that time. Because, I mean, that was also the thing for me is that, like, I had, like, my train tickets booked. I knew exactly when I was heading back home. (laughs) And I had to basically, like, ask politely to the, uh, like, uh, Rutgers residence people, like, hey, could I please stay in my room two extra days so I can actually get home? (laughs) Well, Did they let you? Yes, they did. I I was supposed to go home that Wednesday night. 
because I had a class on Wednesday and they didn't fully, they said after Wednesday classes at this specific time, like, you know, uh, the, the uh, we're going in the spring break, basically an early spring break. Mm-hmm. And then my professor canceled that class promptly on that, on that night. And, and I was like, my parents were like, I'm not coming to get you. It's like eight, nine o'clock at night. That's what my mom says. Like I'm not coming to get you. It's like eight o'clock at night. Like I'll come to get you like uh, tomorrow. Then my dad comes home at whatever time. And my mom's like, Jack's like, Jack's trying to come home. He's like, I'll get him. And then, <laughs> and then I was, and he got me and then boom, I was home like 10 o'clock that night after thinking that I was staying till Friday is, and then the NBA shut down the next day. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, man. I, I kind of wonder, you know, uh, when I think about that time from a sports perspective, if Rudy Gobert didn't test positive when he did. And Fred Hoiberg didn't decide to have his own version of the Jordan flu game <laughs> the same night. <laughs> People forget those two things happened simultaneously. And from a Rutgers context, that was almost more important. And then Rutgers was warming up the next day to play. Yeah, and then but they my point is, because here's the thing. Initially, it was not we're going to shut down sports. Initially, it was we're going to play with no fans. You, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually remember it was really surreal because I had also gone home. I didn't like totally unpack my apartment. I went back. Who was like, out there for... It for uh, Justin, Justin, and Justin and Jake, they 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 were both seniors at the time. Okay, um, <laughs> but basically, what I remember watching on TV the night before, it was like I think it was like Northwestern, Penn State, or I don't remember what the matchups were. Um, it was like the first four that they do, and like coming out of like the media timeout, Brandon Gaughan's like, "Oh, by the way, there's no fans for the rest of the tournament." All right, back to Nebraska ball, and mm-hmm. it was like it was very weird. Oh, and by the way, Fred Hoiberg looks like he has COVID on the sideline. Like. Yeah, well, like the cameras like weren't really showing that until the end. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that was partially by choice. So, because that was like, and that, and that was another part of my experience. And I've told Chris a little bit about this story, but um, I, I forgot what conference it was. It was the MAAC was holding their men's basketball tournament and women's basketball tournament in the same venue in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And at the same time, they were doing a couple of conference esports tournaments. One of them being League of Legends. Right. Uh, and they had tapped me to potentially do it. They needed someone to fill in, and people in New Jersey know people from Rutgers, so they went to me. Um, and so I'm, like, 18 years old. Like, am I going to end up at Atlantic City to call a conference championship or be at a conference championship? Uh, and then, like, a couple days later, they were like, eh, not doing it. <laughs> none, none of the events, none of them. Right. <laughs> Everybody go home. <laughs> but... You know, to get back to the point, my point, the point I'm trying to make is if it weren't for those two things happening, how much longer would sports have gone on? Like, with it, no if fans? it wasn't going to be probably would have been a couple days. I if think. it wasn't Rudy, I think, yeah, if it wasn't days. Rudy, it's going to be someone else. And mm-hmm. that's why I kind of get upset when people like, you know, scapegoat Rudy. For, well, yeah, no, that's stupid. That that's like stupid. It's, if it's if it wasn't Rudy, it, was, it could have been literally anyone else. So I agree. I it I don't think funny to make not even a couple Gobert, days because, Chris, you remember how fast things progressed. I mean, literally oh, I told remember. you the day. The Tuesday of my day, like how fast things progressed that day, like you know, I don't think I I don't think it would have been a couple of days. It would have been a lot smaller. I had time. kind of gotten like I didn't really expect anything to happen, but like in the previous two weeks, I was taking a business writing class that semester, and the professor was like dropping hints in like the most like unobvious way possible. Mm-hmm. So like she would be like, imagine if someone were writing a proposal to temporarily move classes online because of a disease. And I'm like, <laughs> could you imagine such a thing? And then she was kind of trying to warm us up to it. In hindsight, I was kind of trying to warm us up to the idea, but I don't think any of us like really got it until. I mean, Chris, remember when I told you straight up that one of my professors told me straight up that, uh, we were going to be online the first two weeks back, and you didn't believe me. <laughs> well, but at the time, when when was this? This was in Jacksonville when I told you. Well, when did you say remember. that? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I don't remember. Yeah, uh, when it, did this he is say like that? In like basically all during the back part of the fall semester, which is why I was so surprised by it. Is like apparently that was planned. Oh, you're talking about? Oh, I thought you were yeah. talking about this year. What bothered about, me yeah, about no. that was. Why did they wait as long as they did to announce it if they were no planning? Idea. Like, it doesn't and, – and, like, you know, if, if your argument is, well, we wanted to boost everybody, okay, fine. You There were colleges re- requiring boosters for the spring semester. Yeah, in they like, could have told people that early. <laughs> in, like, Dece- in like mid-December. So, like, they could have done that and then had us come back. Nor- I mean, look, I'm not mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm glad we're back. I'm not, you know, trying to, like, start a rant about anything. Um you know, if if you aren't vaccinated, anyone listening out there, please get vaccinated. It's it's a very easy way to not die. 
Speaking um, about uh, so. speaking about being back, Chris, you might have missed the beginning part of this show. I did. First How minutes, insane it was problem. on campus today, like with all the people. I walked by. There were so many more people than I had expected. And I, I know walk- it's because it's the first day of, quote unquote, the first day of classes, and that always happens, but. I, I walked by the College Ave gym bus stop and the Scott mm-hmm. Hall bus stop, and I've never, I, I don't think I've ever seen it as crowded as it was. It was like 10 in the morning. I was like, oh my God, thank God I don't have to take a bus. Last don't night, worry. Two two weeks from now, the buses will be actually empty when people decide that class oh. isn't worth their time anymore. Of course. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Happens all that. the time. I remember last night in Brower. It was one of the most crowded I've ever seen Brower. Oh, I remember when I used to eat at dining halls. <laughs> That's another thing I haven't done at Rutgers since uh, the pandemic started. Not because I'm afraid of going to a dining hall. Because um, they're I not think, good. <laughs> I, I think McCoy can attest. I'm not really cautious when it comes to indoor uh, establishments. Well, but um, No. Because the dining halls just aren't good. <laughs> I'm all about like convenience. So like today, I was in the area. I finished on my class. I was like right around like Murray Hall, like the Sky area. I had a like, class in right Murray in that today. Area. Huh? I had a class in Murray today. Yeah. What time? I also like, had a class in Murray today. Twelve ten to one thirty. It's tough because my class ended at eleven forty. My oh, class started at two. Oh. But yeah, I, I was in that area. Blocks, I was in that area, so I wanted a. Uh, when I, just, I just stopped in the dining hall and got some food. So it's all like if I'm if I'm like on Easton Ave, which I usually am, like there's no shot. I'm walking all the way over to Brown. When there I are better be. food options exactly. right there. Exactly. I have to I shout have out to, to Bubba Coos. It has to be it has to be convenient. And uh, shout out to Bubba Coos. Bubba Coos and Taqueria. I mean, they're both good. You can't go wrong with either one. It really comes down to how much am I willing to walk? Shout out crispy pizza, to be honest with you. Oh, oh, yeah. You don't like it? It's it's fine. I'll be honest, I've never had it. It's fine. It's not the best pizza. Yeah, I've ha- I'll have it like if I if I'm craving pizza and I'm at my apartment, I'll just walk over there for sure. Like I don't hate crispy pizza. It's just you know. It's like I feel like I'm always coming back from like this area of campus and from here to where I live, like Taqueria and Crispy are like right on the way. So like I always find myself stop stopping there all the time, and especially when it's cold out, like not really trying to go like perusing down Easton Ave, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, especially late at night too. I'm a little more cautious about that. Yeah, you but. see, you see, uh, Mr. Kenneth Cop talking about you know, little various unfortunate things that happen around New Brunswick. That man was born for his job. <laughs> I think it was the RU Screw guys who were talking about it once on their podcast. They're like, yeah, we just sort of assumed that was like a character. There was a guy, a real person. <laughs> There's one of the like one guy who lives in a. Uh, freehold where i'm from yeah he's like he went to Rutgers, and he's like i don't know maybe like 10 15 years older than me comes up to me he's like hey is kenneth cobb still the cop there i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> what's gonna happen is it gonna be 2045 or whatever you, and you still have e- you still get emails from kenneth cop i'm like yeah watch it's gonna be 2045 i'm gonna be sending my my kid off to uh off to Rutgers because mm-hmm. what where else will my kid go to school um and then and then i'll i'll set like little um, Sacco Jr. off to college, and he's going to join WRSU. And two things are going to be the same about Rutgers. One, Kenneth Kopp will still be sending emails about incidents in and near the Rutgers community. And two, Mike Pavlichko will still be the broadcast administrator. It's going to happen. Both of those things are going to happen. I'm telling you. After he nearly quits his job for well, this is assuming AI. there is no Beijing Bowl. <laughs> you got to you got to put like a company name on it. Like you can't just say it's the Beijing. What Bowl. would be a good company to sponsor the Beijing Bowl? I don't know. Tencent. I gotta think of like some chi- Chinese company. Either the either, TikTok uh, Beijing Bowl could be Weibo. The TikTok that would be a good one. I like the TikTok Bowl in Beijing. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the a good TikTok one. Bowl in Beijing would be really funny. But honestly, I think TikTok probably could get like the Fiesta Bowl. I'm guessing they're gonna have it in like two years. The TikTok Fiesta <laughs> they might Bowl, as well. a national semifinal game. Yeah, they might as well. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Live from Beijing, China, is the TikTok free, TikTok Beijing Bowl with fe, with a uh, eighth year starter Noah Vedral taking on. We um we yeah some news here out of the uh, TikTok Bowl uh, out in Beijing. Uh, turns out the Wake Forest has pulled out uh, of the bowl, <laughs> uh, citing travel costs. And and uh, Dave Clawson reportedly just uh, gestured at everything around him when asked by the media on site why they were withdrawing. So they will now be replaced by the uh, champion of the Japanese uh, college football league. Now that is something I would watch. <laughs> I think uh, Jack, if you go on YouTube, you could probably find like the different like international calls of 
the the one that was like really great was the Brady strip sack uh, from the Super Bowl in 2018. Okay, you know which one I'm talking about? Where the Eagles yeah, won the Super what Bowl? You're talking about you can't play them, I think. But the international ones, oh, we you? absolutely can. Oh, let's go! Then. It's only the uh, <laughs> the U.S. broadcasts we can't do. Okay, I do not think we will be sued by Japanese radio. Actually, I don't know if there's a Japanese one, Local but there's like announcers. Okay, let me put this on cue real quick, so I know well that I'm won't work because we have our mics on an FM, so we're kind of just gonna have to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so it says Eagle strip sack on Tom Brady. Uh, As heard around the world. Local announcer slash local. Local announcer Not local. Slash, not local. No, look up for like heard around the world or something. Strip sack. <laughs> That's, yeah. No, because local, that we can't play. Around the world. There's an Australian one that's like really good. Uh... I mean, it just says multiple languages, so like... That, that's, that's it. That's it. All right. Well, play it. We rolling the dice then. Well, like play the first few seconds and like without sound, just make sure that it's not. All right. Well, there's McCoy, an Australian I, one. There's McCoy, a Brazilian one. I'm gonna have one. to uh, put you on mute real quick, so I got this. That's okay. I understand. Yeah. So just mute him, and then here you go. This is uh, one of the biggest clutch defensive plays in recent Super Bowl history, as heard by the international community. I think this is so cool. Yeah. Um, all right, we're we're having some issues with that right now. So we're actually hang on, we got it? That's definitely We well, do not. Okay. Um maybe we should just take a short break and try to work this out. We we should probably take a break anyway because we've just been talking about nothing for <laughs> an hour and a Isn't half. It now. Awesome? <laughs> it's oh, by awesome. the way, wait, before we do that, uh my lock. <laughs> oh good. Oh my goodness, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> My lock is Bengals plus 160. I think that's great value for a team that just beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. And, oh, by the way, they have a really good quarterback and a really good kicker. So You're absolutely right, Chris. There we and go. on the other side, we will talk uh, some NFL because we haven't done that the entire time. And we I just will. talked to NFL. What are you talking about? about the Beijing we'll talk Bowl more too. NFL. We'll talk more Beijing Bowl, you, I guess. And if we'll... you came into the show and said that we're going to talk about the – Beijing Bowl and not the NFL We're playoffs be talking about and, the, the and the Super Bowl, Bowl for like twenty minutes <laughs> that just got this, that just got set. Nah, we're gonna talk about this is this is uh this is classic WRC crew and and this is WRC. Lifts wider out his set. Brady stands. Ball knocked out of his hands. Eagles recover. The Eagles get the ball back. The script is flipped. Tom Brady bereft on the turf. Has literally been ripped from his grasp. The Eagles with a five-point lead. Zweiter Versuch, zwei Yards zu gehen. Da ist er! Das habe ich nicht gesagt! Bumper! Ich hab's doch gesagt! Und wer war das? Letzter Kopf! Derrick von Nitz kommt mit dem Ball. Ich hab's doch gesagt! Wahnsinn! Das ganze Spiel passiert nicht! Über die rechte Seite. Oh, that was brilliant. All right, you can fade that down, Jack. I love how we just did that with absolutely zero context. So, welcome back to the podcast. So, basically, the first call was uh, from I don't even know the name of the station. Uh, the Australian radio broadcast of uh, whatever Super Bowl that was, uh, 52, I want to say it was. 51? 51, 50, no, 52, two. I think. Right. Yeah, because yeah, the Falcons, right. uh, Pats two. one was yeah. in between. Oh, yeah, that and, right. yeah. Um, yeah. So the first was the Australian radio thing, which I love that there's an Australian radio because like, it's the same language, so you'd think they, Australian just, was you think they just roll with Kevin Harlan, <laughs> but no. But, I, but that was great. I mean, that was like, it wasn't just, you know, an a football call with an Australian accent. It was, it's literally been ripped from his grasp. Tom, Tom Brady laid, bereft, on, bereft the turf. on the turf. That, <laughs> that was, is one of my favorite lines I've ever heard. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad at myself for never saying that in a football broadcast. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I'll try to find that afterwards. <laughs> the second one was the German radio, which apparently has the same uh, reception signal on their AM stations <laughs> as it did in the 1950s. Um, did you know that in um, Germany, the... Uh, they're, they have a TV broadcast of NFL games. Uh, it is broadcast on the same channel as they do, like, reruns of, like, Naruto and One Piece, like anime. So do they go from Dragon Ball Z to... Yes. 
Bengals Chiefs? Yeah, basically. That's hilarious. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not in a good TV time slot, so it kind of makes sense that a major network isn't covering it. Yeah, it's just very funny. Chris, six hours ahead of us, yeah. Gerard Waddley. Wadley? Wadley. W-H-A-T-E-L-E-Y. Watley. Watley. Gerard Watley. All right, give me some more background on this guy. All right, keep. I'll, uh, I'll get you. Just okay. Give me a second. And then the second one, then the third one was the Japanese radio. Now, Dennis, were you? Mm-hmm. Could you uh, give us a translation of that at all? Uh, no idea. There, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, absolutely no clue what was going on. Looks like he's a Fox guy. He's a co-host of Fox Footies, AFL <laughs> sixty three sixty program. And Wait, Footies is that Fox just footies. American football, or is that all of the Footies? Like, it's, does that it's include a Fox? It's a it's a Fox uh, television thing, but. Uh, What's Fox Footy? Let's see. I, I Australian, would guess that it's Australian rules. Fox yeah. Footy is an Australian rules football subscription television channel dedicated to screening mm-hmm. Australian rules football matches and related programming. So is that rugby? It's close to rugby. It's, it's not it's, exactly rugby. It's low-key better than rugby. And I say oh, it's its own sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's its own thing. It's, it's um, honestly pretty sick. It's kind of better than rugby because it's more chaotic. And I say mm-hmm. this is someone who has played rugby in the past. Basically, the field is an oval. There are four uh, posts that aren't like, you know, like a normal goal. Like they're just straight lines up. And I think it's if you kick it in the middle or run it through the middle, you get like five points. And if you go through the outside post, you get three. Basically, the it's entire. A try. I don't know. I don't, I don't no, the tries. Try. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the scoring works. <laughs> but all I know is like dudes are just like kicking each other in midair. Like it is wild. Like mm-hmm. it is just okay. pure chaos. As much as I'm enjoying this Australian brought uh this australian version of football we we there's 20 minutes left we have to get we have to get to what happened let's start with the first game bengals chiefs i was on a train uh until about the second half and it seemed like that is when patrick mahomes left um the bengals making their big comeback towards the end of the first half and then into the second half bringing it to overtime the Chiefs get the opening. Uh, the Chiefs won the coin toss, but a bad interception and a solid Bengals drive sent them to the Super Bowl. Guys, uh, what do you want to start with? The Chiefs kind of collapsing. There was that weird thing I, at the end of the first half that I wasn't Joe there Burrow for, is so America's quarterback. Joe Burrow that's, is that's, America's quarterback. I, I can't believe that they're in the Super Bowl. Like, I got to keep reminding yeah. myself. I told you guys in the divisional round, I was like, don't sleep on the Bengals. I mean, you also, like, I mean, that, that I think is, like, the, the biggest crazy part about it is that, I mean, in the divisional round, it was at least feasible. You look at the start of the season, like, I was looking at futures odds today just to, like, compare what is happening. The Bengals had, like, by most estimates, like, the fourth or fifth worst chances at winning the Super Bowl this year of any team. Um... And now they're in the Super Bowl. That's, like, incredible. And you look at it and you say everything on paper says this team is in the middle of a rebuild. They have a second-year quarterback. They have a first-year very important wide receiver. They have a ton of cap space. They drafted a kicker. They drafted a kicker, which they Dude, were that guy's to been, that yes, guy's If been anything, funny. he was a steal in the fifth round. I mean, he's been automatic. Where, where was he at? I think... Florida. I think Florida. one thing that I love playoffs, how it's a bunch of LSU guys. They just have one Florida this, dude. That must be so <laughs> awkward for him. This playoffs has taught me how important kicking is. Like, have you seen it? Like this entire this entire postseason. Like, if McPherson misses one of those kicks against Tennessee, like they're going home. Yeah, and and he's been automatic through the entire postseason. I mean, he kicked four against the Chiefs. Um, he he he's just been <laughs> automatic all the time, and it's really been pretty incredible. And I. I doubt that he's going to keep it up like this his entire career. I don't know that he's going to be the next great kicker of all time or it's anything like start. that. But, yeah, I mean, he's off to a good start. Regardless, like, you always have to put it in perspective. The Bengals, before this season, had not won a playoff game since 1991, and they are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> they Dennis, are- if, you, if you told me that before the playoffs, either the Bengals or the Cowboys were going to make the Super Bowl, I would have been jumping for joy. I mean, if you had told me at the start of the season <laughs> that the Bengals are, I guess, the Cowboys, wh- whatever team you want, 
were in the Super Bowl, I would be like, wow, good year for whatever that other team was. And weird that you mentioned the Bengals. Right. <laughs> I remember I remember stories coming out of training camp about how bad they were. Like, yeah. and how, like, things were really dysfunctional there. And, I mean, training Yeah, people training... said Jamar Chase throughout the preseason was going to be terrible. He, he was, was dropping really bad passes, like, left and right. He, he was it, very bad It's just bad insane, in though. <laughs> and, I mean, I guess I that's why preseason doesn't matter. <laughs> you get time to acclimate. Well, also, preseason was, like, six months ago. So, like, that's also I feel true, like yeah. they've had a lot. It's of, almost but, like players get better but, as like, the season progresses. Jamar Chase came out the <laughs> just gate. Just Dean Reber. <laughs> Jamar Chase came out the gate and he was like playing amazing. Like it's mm-hmm. not like he just like had this recent hot streak. Like he was terrible in the preseason and then he came out the gate on fire. So like mm-hmm. I don't know. He, I mean, kudos to him. He's playing. He's playing at such a high level. And um, I, I, man, if Bengals are in the Super Bowl, I got to get that through my head. Yeah, it's it. It feels really ridiculous. Like, I, and I I think it kind of emphasizes the it could be anyone nature of this year where it's like, it feels like every team is bad and that every team could lose to someone else on any given night. Uh, where I, it, it just kind of feels like no one's very good. And I think it was emphasized by the 49ers beating the Packers. It was emphasized by the Bengals beating the Titans, by the Rams beating the Buccaneers, by the 49ers beating the Cowboys, all of those instances. But more than anything else, I think that the Bengals beating the Chiefs, going to the Super Bowl, winning two road games in a row against the top two seeds in the conference really emphasizes what a weird season this has been. (laughs) Here's a stat for you that I think kind of just shows how quick their turnaround has been. The end of week fourteen. Do you know what the Bengals' record was? Was it actually like six and seven? Seven and six. You were close. Okay. Since then, they have gone six and one, including their playoff games. Mm-hmm. And that one loss was against the. It, it was week eighteen. Yeah, it was. Where it was. I I don't remember how many players they benched, but I remember it was, it was like a close like all, loss to the Browns. Basically, their their mantra was: if you're playing, you're not that important to us. Yeah, because um, they were already, I think, locked into fourth. Yeah, in they the were. Conference. They had literally nothing to play for. Yeah, but which makes the win streak even more impressive. Yeah, but to to build off of that, they've won six games in the last seven weeks. They had won six games in the two seasons before that mm-hmm. total. They were four eleven and one, such a weird record last year, and they were two and fourteen the year before. Mm-hmm. So that's a total of six wins in two years going to six wins in seven weeks and i mean i I was steve peichel turnaround because i was also looking at the rams and the bengals like on paper in reference to like their salary cap what free agents they'll be losing next year and the rams are a pretty all-in team this is this is their year 100 percent. well because it has to be everyone will be fired if it isn't their year because that's also like if you look at like Mm -hmm. the salary cap for the rams like they're already over the cap. They're going to be and the Bengals screwed have like, in a couple yeah, years. They're already over the cap. Uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s gone. Von Miller's gone. Uh, I feel like Odell's going to stay. He's been too good for I, them. How, how are they going to sign him back? <laughs> they they have to make cap room in I order know. to try to sign him I know. back. It's, this um, is their year, man. It has to be their year. And that's the thing. On the other end, it's like the Bengals have, I think, the fourth most cap room in the NFL for next season. And they're in the Super Bowl right now. That is usually what happens. Like, I think, like, the team above them is the Jets. Like, those are two teams and like, not to uh, <laughs> not not to do this to you, Chris, but those are two teams that are, like, it feels like in opposite situations right now where the Bengals are in the Super Bowl and the well, Jets are clearly in the middle in mind, of the rebuild. But you have to keep in mind, too, the Jets just got their their quarterback this year. Yeah. And Joe the Jets Burrow's, are also co-AFC champions because they beat the Bengals in the regular well, season. Well, didn't the Bears beat player. the Bengals, too? Yes, I think. Uh, so that means Dennis, so, yeah. our team should be playing in the transitive property Super Bowl <laughs> next week. Chris, that should I want to correct oh, you on uh, how you're pronounce- how you're saying Joe Burrow's name is Joe Shiesty. <laughs> okay, or where Joe, did that come from? I do not understand. It, I feel but like I think it's, it's awesome. just something that everyone just started saying, and I'm trying to figure out where and why it began. It's I don't know. Really but funny. He walks the line <laughs> really between care arrogance and confidence. Really no, but he's too likable to be arrogant. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm saying he walks the line between confidence and arrogance brilliantly. Like, he's yeah. very confident in himself. And you can see it when he plays. Like, I mean, all we hear about is how bad the Bengals' offensive line is. And we never, like, really, like, see it 
exploited outside of the Titans game. Like, well, I'm, in yeah, that game, I mean, in that Chiefs game, like, you didn't really see. He was sacked once. Yeah. Patrick so, Holmes was sacked four times, including two nearly near the end of regulation. Burrow was only sacked apart, one man. time. Like, it was a very different kind of game. And I guess looking forward to the Super Bowl, it'll be interesting to see, I mean, the, uh, the Bengals' uh, front line is pretty bad the offensive line for them is pretty bad the rams pass rush is probably the best in the nfl so joe burrow will have to make something happen (laughs) in order to really get anything done that game but at the same time as seen by how they played against the titans as seen by how they've played these last couple of weeks they can definitely win games like that yeah i I just it's it's crazy how quickly that team has turned around. Mm-hmm. And how much better they can still get. Like, yes. I, I'm still in awe of their salary cap space. <laughs> like, because they won't be losing any of these players for a while. Burrow's going to be around. Jamar Chase is going to be around. Most of their core is sticking around. And uh, What if they had a replacement-level offensive line? Like, not even a good one. That's like, the thing. A replacement-level like, offensive line. I think they would be, like... They'd win 14 games, I think. Yeah, like, I'm I'm excited to see what this team does next year because they're already a fun team to watch, and they could get dramatically more fun with a even slightly better offensive line. Yeah, yeah, I and agree. And that's, that's going to be really ridiculous. I guess we will – I not to cut you off or anything. They should but... they should trade their first round pick for Panay Sewell just to break <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Now, Now, that would be really funny. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> We will uh, flip it to the other side now and talk the talk about the NFC Championship game. You mean the game where Pete Carroll coached against Pete Carroll? Uh, for real. <laughs> I, that was a ridiculous game, I think. Uh, Matthew Stafford tried his hardest to lose, and Jimmy Garoppolo tried harder, though. I'll give him that. You, will, Dennis, you cannot out-lose Jimmy Garoppolo. There were, there were two plays in both these games that I think changed everything. Mm-hmm. In the Chiefs game, it was the play before halftime when Patrick Mahomes really should have thrown in the dirt and taken three when Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill wasn't going to get to the end zone and threw it to him and ended mm-hmm. the half. Saw it. Know what happened at the end of that game. And then also last night against in a, the NFC Championship game when Jaquaski Tart dropped the, the pick. The dropped pick, If yeah. he made that interception, we're talking about a 17-14 49ers lead, and we know how good they run the football. Instead, Rams go down, kick a field goal, tie it up instead of being like having a lead. I think that's when they got ahead, right? I think it was they 17-17. Tied it, up. it was 17-17 after. So Tart drops the pick. They go down, kick a field goal, tie it up. And then I think 49ers punt again, and then they go down and kick another field goal. And then I think after that, it was uh, the Jimmy pick, and the game was over. Like, that, mm-hmm. playing with the lead, especially if you're a team like the 49ers, is so much different than playing with a tie. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, in general, it's just... I, I, I can't blame Tart in particular for dropping a pick. It happens. Like, it, it, it always happens, but at the same time... I it, yeah, it happens. I, I've I've been mean to Matthew Stafford all season. You guys have heard. Um, oh, I yes, don't think have. he's very impressive. <laughs> I still don't think he's very impressive. I think the fact that he's in the Super Bowl says more about the other teams in the playoffs than it does about Matthew Stafford or the Rams. It says also a lot more about the rest of the Rams team, but I think it says more about the other teams than it does about the Rams. But. Uh, it's infuriating to me as someone who wants to be right that it was very close to Matthew Stafford just completely throwing that game away because that was a horrendous pass it should have been intercepted and if it was intercepted then today is all Matthew Stafford is really overrated he threw away the Rams chances at a Super Bowl he threw away their chances to host the Super Bowl he threw away the owner's long-term investment to be in this particular Super Bowl uh I think Asante Samuel might have a thing or two to say about that. <laughs> oh, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> a better time, a simpler time. What about um, McCoy? What? How are we feeling about Eli Apple being in the Super Bowl? How are we feeling about that? <laughs> I just, I, I just think that it's really funny that he made one play during that game, and he felt he had the right to tweet at Tyree Kill when he was getting burned for the rest of the game. <laughs> I mean, he, he made one play and tweeted two tweets at him. And it was like, bro, you you made – okay, it was a very important play. 
but you spent you spent the rest of your career. I mean, career it low key won the game, burned. Dylan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. I just can't believe I can't believe Eli Apple, BJ Hill, and Odell Beckham Jr. are in a Super Bowl, and it's not 2016. Like, it just doesn't feel right. They they uh, they they stayed away from the boats in their uh, preseason photo shoots. So, oh my, the boat <laughs> picture. Hey hey hey, we didn't talk. Brian Dabble's introductory press conference was today, and I and I like liked, I liked what I heard. So, McCoy, are you a Rams fan because of how because of Odell? Because I feel no. I asked that I asked that question no because God forbid Dak Prescott left the Cowboys and he went to a Super Bowl somewhere I would one hundred percent like I would I would root for them almost as much as I would for a Cowboys Super Bowl like because I love Dak so I and I know Odell's like one of like the most important players at least in our generation for uh, Giants fans I mean I mean how am I gonna root against Joe Shiesty though like that's a good I, I point. Mean, to be to be honest, like I, I love Odell and obviously I want it to succeed, but like like in terms of like who I want to win this Super Bowl, like I want to see Joe Burrow win like six Super Bowls. Like I That's want the him thing. to be next like as Tom much Brady. as both of them are like four seeds, it really feels like a real like David versus Goliath situation where the Bengals have never been to the Super Bowl before. It also is helped by They've the been fact to the that Super Bowl the before. Uh, they have been to a Super Bowl before. They haven't been to they haven't won a playoff in our game lifetime. in decades. Um Well, Chris Collinsworth the Bengal himself is going to be calling their first Super Bowl since 1988. I think that's pretty cool. Ooh. That's pretty cool. I can't wait for the slide in before uh, before opening kickoff. That's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But I, that's going to be how, just. I hope it's a fun game. I hope it's at least because if the Bengals win or if it's a close game, then it'll be fun. I think if the Rams win by like a substantial margin, the game's going to be very boring. And I hope that doesn't happen. Well, like, I can't, I don't know, like, what am I going to say? Like, the Rams should win this game. Like, Realistically, Aaron Donald, yeah. everything Aaron on paper Donald says they should, win. should eat alive every single Bengals Everything on paper says they win, Von, except for the fact that Matthew Stafford could just throw, like, three interceptions. That, <laughs> and also, like, you know, everything says that they should win. Like, as I said, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, like, all the guys on the the Rams pass rush should get after him. Mm-hmm. By the way, Sebastian Joseph Day, Rutgers alum, he's going to be in the Super Bowl. Had to put that out there. Yeah. So, shout out, Sebastian. There's a bunch of other Rutgers alums, but uh, what's I'm his going. Name? Clark the Harris. Most, Clark Harris, yeah, the I'm, longest tenured I was just going Rutgers down the Rams, NFL player. I was going down the Rams defensive line. But, I'm sorry. I will not t- I will not tolerate sorry. any Clark Harris erasure sorry. on the on this show. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything po- everything goes towards the Rams, but at the same time, I've, I've counted out the Bengals this entire playoff run, I feel like, and they just keep proving me wrong. So I can't take them out. I can't. I can't, you know, doubt them at this point. But uh, Chris, if you want, if you want to go forward with the, those Rutgers people who are in the Super Bowl, well, was now. Clark Harris? Um, was he on the 2006 team? I think um, he was. I don't know. Is about he that, that old? I mean, like, I legitimately just don't know. I think he is. I think he's because he's been in the NFL for like 14 years. I think he's 37. According to Google. Oh, that's all right. So he graduated 15 years ago. And it says his first season in the 15, league was 2008, 20. so possibly. Yeah, he would be on the 2016 He would have been on that team, yeah. I think that makes him the last 2006er to uh, still be uh, playing football. What so. a guy. Yeah. Was he a long snapper, you said? Uh, Yes. What a guy. Yes. Greg Schiano's got to be proud. Yeah, well, I mean, the only other, um, yeah, there, there's so many. I feel like this happens every year. I can't remember the last time there was a Super Bowl where there wasn't at least one Rutgers player or Rutgers connection in some way. We got people in the NFL. Well, it's because man. it's because the Patriots were in half play, of the Super Bowls. Play, play the clip. Play the clip, Jack. Gotcha. We need to hear it. Yup, Mr. Bill Belichick himself. Big, big day for Rutgers. You know what would be kind of cool? I'm not saying it's realistic or that it would ever happen, but it would be kind of cool if, like, whenever Bill Belichick steps down from the whole head coach thing, like, he became, like, some sort of, like, consultant with Rutgers. (laughs) That would be kind of like a a coach emeritus type deal. It'd be really interesting, but I don't know why he would do that. He's not a Rutgers grad, is he? No. His dad was a coach at Navy, and that's where he started his career. I think his son went to Rutgers. That might Steve? be a connection, yeah. The Steve guy who was like making on the lacrosse team. the guy who was making a fool of himself I on uh, on Sunday Night Football, like his tongue and stuff. I think that guy went to Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should put that on all the recruitment posters. 
Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey, and it's just Steve Belichick doing whatever he wants to do with his tongue. Oh, that sounded really bad on the radio. <laughs> cut, cut that! Cut that! I'm cut sorry. that out of the podcast. <laughs> I, I didn't. I did not mean that to sound weird. It just. I mean, I mean he was acting weird, so I'm, I kind of didn't really do anything wrong. He's the one that needs to apologize. But yeah, remember when people said he should be the Rutgers head coach because we were like running out of ideas after we thought who uh, the Belichick. You do you remember Shia, um, Shiano Gate when like. Oh, those, like, three weeks? Yeah, it was crazy. That, like, 48-hour period when it looked like everyone had given up on Rutgers, on uh, Shiano. Like, he had, like, quote-unquote taken himself out. That was, um, the athletic director is responsible for picking the (laughs) head coach (laughs) era, right? The director of athletics is responsible for selecting the head football coach. Thank you. And we were all, like, trying to talk ourselves into, well, Steve Adazio did go 6-6 and at Boston College. Um, (laughs) But everyone was just sort of throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Like, um, you know, I saw someone mention Lance Leopold, who's now at Kansas. Um, Doing a great job there, I think. My out-of-the-box pick was Rex Ryan, just sort of see <laughs> how much he would take to come out of coaching retirement. I, look, if nothing else, he would have name recognition with recruits, and he'd be very entertaining in press conferences. So as a journalist, what more could you really want? By, by the way, what is what is Chris Ash, Chris Ash up to these days? Uh, is he, is he still he's on the Jacksonville coach staff? The is he still there? I don't think he's been fired. I feel like we would have heard about it. <laughs> is the future is I think I heard Byron left, which is going to be the Jags coach. Is he going to keep the the Mr. Ash? Would on you? The, on this? I don't know. I love Would you. I That's love that development. I love that Byron Leftwich coaching the team he quarterbacked for like six years. would be awesome. I feel like and I feel Chris like Chris Ash, Ash being on this yeah, I feel like actually <laughs> while while we're here and we got a Bears fan here and we got two minutes left. Dennis yeah. Eberflus, what are we what are we thinking? Uh, I'm fine with it. I, I'm not as upset about uh, – I, I don't care that much about an offensive-minded coach uh, as much as it seems like a lot of Bears fans are. Uh, he's done a great job with the Colts' defense. You can't deny that. Uh, apparently a lot of people like him. I'm cool with that. Uh, Bears have always been known for their defense. I would like a good offensive coordinator. I would like Justin Fields to be in a situation to play well, but – you kind of need an entire team to come together, and I think Eberflus is fine for the job. And I think it's very funny that we re- that we replaced Ryan and Matt with a different Ryan and Matt. And then Dylan Dable, love it, love it. Book your uh, book your twenty twenty five Super Bowl oh. tickets now. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Oh my, you God. heard me. Oh no, I will. We're starting a we're starting a Cincinnati esque rebuild. It's starting. In I would two be months. very. I'd be take... very excited to pull out those receipts on alumni night. Long. I'm ready. I'm ready for the Giants to take the guy from NC State and Tyler Linderbaum at five and seven, and I can't wait. Chris, can I do like a clip of like the crew on posted on Twitter, like we do for uh, the game highlights, and just do Dylan saying book your 2025 Super Bowl tickets, so we have you heard I'm. Yeah, I, I believe it. We'll have a new quarterback by that time. We'll have a new offensive line by that time. I might, I might just spend we'll have... the extra time to clip that up. I, I just might. Absolutely, go for it, <clears throat> Dylan. I'm keeping a record on that. And if you get it, then you're go, a as you should. <laughs> as you should. Oh man, I believe it with my heart of hearts. I believe it. Well, uh, I like what he said. He had a lot of good things to say today. So that's. Was his press conference today? Yeah, his introductory was uh, at 10 a.m., I believe, this morning. Gotcha. Well, that looks like it's going to be the wraps for this very eventful Monday crew from uh, Rutgers basketball to the TikTok Beijing Bowl to, uh, you know, NFL playoffs. It's been a fun one. But uh, that's all for us.